All right, welcome to the Grow Tribute Podcast. This is season two, you guys. Whoa, super excited to start the season off uh, with the topic of passion. Um, Yeah, let's just start off, right? I can tell you a lot of fluff, but (laughs) I want to get to the core of it. Um, I have to tell you, I hated the word passion. But now that I found mine, and I am using it professionally too, I am an advocate for finding your passion. Because I can tell you, it is a revelation. And it will give you a lot of professional good vibes. So in this session, I will elaborate on the concept of passion. I'll explain my journey towards finding my passion. And I'll give you tips on how to find yours or even rediscover yours. Now, I have to tell you, disclaimer, I have multiple passions, but I will focus on a very clear one, and that is presenting. All right, first off, I want to start off with um, the concept passion in the first place, right? So um, the official Merriam-Webster definition of passion is an object of desire or deep interest devoted to love for that kind of stuff. And... I would say that this makes a lot of sense, right? So an object of desire or deep interest. Um, I would describe it a bit differently, but having this in the back of your head, I think that there is a lot of misconception around the word and the the concept of passion, Um, that it is something you like to do. So yes, something like a deep desire, as uh, the definition actually says, but it is truly a hobby and it will never become a professional gig. So again, this is the misconception I hear a lot. Um, Like, for instance, like singing is a passion, but it's only something you can do when you're like at that workshop on Tuesday night you always go to, right? Um, I would say it is something that we laugh at uh, when we talk about it or when we do it. And I actually think it's a shame. People look down on passion um especially older people tend to say like stop finding your passion you know find a real job i completely disagree with how not serious we are taking the importance of passion um and actually for me like i said finding my passion was a revelation um and what that exactly meant for me is that i found a new energy in my career future i unlocked more of my potential And I felt so beyond excited to develop myself, right? I truly believe in finding joy in what you do professionally because it will light you up. It will make you want to invest more time into it. Um, You'll feel way more fulfilled. And you know what? It's just awesome that you can live your dream, right? So back to the definition. For me, passion is when you... Uh, when your drive for something comes together with it making yeah with making it your skill so when you are excited about something when you're in flow but you also feel that you are in a state of growth because you're you're becoming skilled at it so it's doing what you love and it's something that gives you energy Um, but oftentimes it is something you enjoy doing but what you still need to grow in and I think this is also good to mention um It might be that a passion is something that uh, is something you had in the past, you know, as a child that you forgot about something that you unlearned because it wasn't uh, handy as an adult, for instance, or you didn't have the time for it anymore. But when it comes to passion, um, yeah, how, how can I put this? 
passion will eventually become a skill, I would say, or a gig, a professional gig. But it starts as a passion. I think the trigger of knowing what you enjoy because you love doing it and you want to do it more and develop yourself in it, that's when you can some, yeah, can regard something as a passion. Yeah, well, I will illustrate that with an example of my own uh, yeah, discovery of my professional passion for presenting. Um, and I want to give you a bit of context before I actually get to it. Um, after giving that context and showing you how I actually found out what my passion is, um, I will also give you tips on how you can find your passion. Um, you know, everybody's story is different in the sense that, yeah, maybe your passion seems so far-fetched and you have no idea what it can be for you. But I will tell you the, um, the story that, um, that helped me discover my passion. And it wasn't so logical. It wasn't like, let me just, you know, write down what my passion is. It was never like that. So I hope that this story will inspire you to uh, unravel your passion and maybe see the importance of having one and developing yourself in it. All right. So let's do a throwback for the context. I have always been an entrepreneurial and self-starting person. Um, at age eight, I created a magazine and I asked friends and cousins to write about their hobbies, um, you know, and what they love to do. And I interviewed them just like real journalists, right? Um, I was in charge of the layout, the puzzles, the jokes, and I called myself the editor in chief. Yeah, really. Um, I love being busy and creative and showing what I could do. Um, so yeah, I was always like that. Fast forward to age 20, right? I got a sense for entrepreneurship, though certainly in a way more professional setting. Um, I was doing a voluntarily Markham internship at a well-known publisher. And yeah, I guess long story short, I was super surprised when I found out that they didn't have an English language website. Um, and I decided I could make that difference. Uh, I took the advantage of having lived in the US for three years as a kid. Um, and I was like, you know, I can write that English written content. Like I, I wouldn't mind translating it for you guys and just like making it look pretty and yeah, just designing it on your website too. And uh, I got to take on that extra project during my internship. And um, yeah, while I was talking to my dad on the phone, like over the weekend, just kind of like what I was up to, I told him about the internship and I told him about this, like, okay, I saw they didn't even have an English written website. And I just asked if I could just take that on and they said yes and he was like mm, you could you know you could just offer this as like a freelance service if you wanted to right because you love English and translating and content and yeah I actually thought about that not even that long <laughs> because uh, I think like a few weeks after I founded my company Shell Media to help companies translate the, um, their essential content like website content into on fleek English content and yeah, that was a really funny trigger, I guess. But translating turned into copywriting, then it turned into search engine optimization, so SEO, uh, to com uh, communication planning, consulting, and all that stuff. So from, from the first thing that I offered as a professional, I kind of just grew and developed myself and started offering different things. Um, but one thing that remained was that with my company, Shell Media, I focused my services largely on entrepreneurs and startups. 
Um, also because, of course, uh, they had a low budget and I was just a freelancer starting out. So it made a lot of sense. But I loved being around them because, you know, entrepreneurs and startups, they're, they're vision oriented. They have big yeah, plans, dreams, hopes. Uh, they work really hard. They're eager. They're hungry. And uh, I was too. So um, when I graduated and I had some years already in the pocket, basically, of my portfolio, I decided to stay in the tech startup scene by supporting a tech incubator. And there I acted as a product owner for for their new website, uh, which basically means that you don't build a website, you kind of manage it, um, you make sure that the right people and resources are put in the right place. Um, Yeah, just kind of overseeing it as a project manager, I guess. And uh, from actually being that product owner for the website, um, I got to stay there at the startup incubator and uh, got some different extra uh, projects, including uh, co-initiating a platform for startup corporate collaboration. So pretty soon I had a great portfolio with experience in project management and business development and even also event management at various um, female business networks that I did on the side. So yeah, I was, I was living my dream in the sense that I could do a lot of things that I enjoyed, yet um, there was still something more that I wanted to commit to. Uh, I didn't quite know how to put that into words yet. So right now it's really easy for me to say like I wanted to commit to something extra, something more challenging. But at that point in time, I just kind of felt confused. Um, But this is what happened, right? This is kind of what I saw happening in that field. Um, As you might know, the tech entrepreneurship field is rather male dominated, especially that tech scene. Um, I saw the potential and I would say, in fact, the need for a more prominent female presence in it. You know, I heard the conversations. I was at the meetings where there was always a lot of discussion about there not being enough women um, on the team um, as a co-founder, starting her business, that kind of stuff. Um, And while I was in those conversations, those meetings at work, I was also involved in a lot of female business networks. So I was actually, yeah, surrounded by exactly those women they were missing. Um, and actually, it it got worse, I would say. It got more prominent because I went to all these events and pitch competitions and hackathons um, at that incubator and that network. And I barely saw women on stage Um, you know, I heard women talk about it all the time, um, that there was nobody like on stage and nobody they could really relate to, but also barely anyone of those women wanted to present. Right. So for instance, there was a a male and a female founder, but it was always a male founder who was pretty much the one presenting all the time. And yeah, just kind of wrapping up this kind of this thought ball, I would say, these conversations, these experiences, my fascination for what was happening, uh, the lack of women on stage, etc. They they got internalized in me. But no no yeah, real conclusion to it yet. Uh in parallel to this, I was talking to a business coach about my career path because as I just told you like I was doing a lot of things and I loved a lot of things I was doing um, and I felt pretty accomplished managing a team at uh, age 23 back then. Um, And actually it was funny because one of the big dreams I had 
for myself was hoping to manage a team and be like a, a manager. And uh, I was hoping to do that in a few years from now. But I have to tell you that I'm so glad that I got the chance to be a team lead so early because I had to find out it didn't fulfill me at all. So that was why I was talking to the business coach. Uh, I, I sought her advice to help me with the confusion of, hey, I'm doing a lot of cool things and I'm doing what I thought I wanted to do, but I don't feel it, right? Um, so we discussed a lot of things, uh, like what I wanted to do after this and what will really fit me, but nothing really helped me on my path or actually got me accelerated, except for this one thing. It really clicked for me when we concluded at some point, I think at like the third session, that I didn't have a passion for anything. So something I feel really excited about and want to do more with, um, and it hit me because I was like, yeah, passion, you know, you hear people talking about it, but I know what she meant because I felt it too. Like I was engaged, very much engaged, but not mega excited. So I came home with, you know, this conversation in the back of my head and I decided to write down everything that I did as a child. So age five to 15 or so, right? I don't know how that happened, but I just started doing it. Like, okay, what did I like back then? And I just kind of went back in time. And this is why I started this illustration of how I found my passion with my, my love for creation at age eight. I was so into that, right? So arts and crafts, singing, writing, dancing, blogging. Uh, I loved playback shows, uh, making a show for family that came to visit. So I saw this common thread, right? So this, this common denominator. And I would say that it would be, yeah, what you would call presenting and performing in a very broad sense. And when I looked at that closely, I was already presenting and I was already making videos for a lot of work-related matters. Um, so for instance, when there was a new platform that we launched or when there was a promotion for a hackathon or um, yeah, for an upcoming event for that female business network. But I didn't really think much of it as in I loved doing it when I was asked to do something like that. But I just did it really quickly. Like when someone would ask me, oh um, yeah, we need like a promotion video. I was like, oh yeah, I'll do it. Like no problem. I always loved it when I got the chance and I did it when I did get the chance. So yeah, I guess when I just put this all back and uh, could connect the dots really from, you know, knowing what I liked as a child and what I was doing at this point, what I still had left, let's say like the, the breadcrumbs of that, that part of me as a child, um, I could say that that is what my conclusion could be, that presenting is my passion. So that felt like a revelation, as I said, and being the go-getter person that I am, um, I took action into my own hands, like right away, uh, by reaching out to a presenting company for like an all-round presenting course. Uh, so I told them like, hey, I found that I really love presenting and I already do it a bit and I really want to enjoy it more and, and get to know it better, develop myself in it, but I don't know where to start. And they just offered me like an all-round course with everything from auto queuing to um, non-verbals to text writing to storylines all that stuff and um, already in the first session with these uh, presenting coaches um, we decided that it would be an amazing idea if I would film my whole journey of me becoming a presenter basically so I could see my own progress because you know it would be helpful to learn from myself but also because with yeah with doing so I could actually learn 
or actually show others um, what I learn and they could take their their yeah their knowledge from it and learn from my lessons um, and yeah guess what if you want to become a presenter then you better just get going and start working on presenting and so it began right so I started vlogging about my journey to becoming a presenter uh, whatever that meant at that point right I was just I was still I was still exploring, but I talked to experts in the field about authenticity, about passion, about pitching, um, storylining, auto-queuing, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I put a lot of time and effort into that. I just, I started putting all those videos on YouTube. Uh, First, I edited it myself, then I got someone to edit it for me. It was like a real like minor business actually on the side. And um, yeah, it was cool. But after a few months... I realized that um, the the effort it took me for for me to actually make a storyline uh, to to write out what kind of video I wanted to make to make an actual concrete clear story with a beginning and an end I just didn't feel that anymore and even though I still loved presenting I was like I don't see myself becoming like a news reader or anything and. Yeah, you you might be thinking like, yeah, but that's not the only kind of presenting that there is. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I would have agreed with you already back then. But I didn't really quite know how my personality would would fit in with presenting. Um, yeah, I just couldn't really see it together, even though I really wanted to, to make it a professional gig, as you know by now. Um, anyway, I was researching a lot of presenters that I knew or that was like some famous people. And uh, I saw one of them doing what triggered me instantly. Um, It was live presenting with an audience and improvising and, yeah, introducing speakers. And it turned out to be event moderation. Um, Basically, what you do as an event moderator is make sure that everything is timed well in an event, at a conference that you do some interviews, that you introduce and thank the speakers on stage. Um, you make sure that the audience gets to ask the questions, all that stuff. And I was like, you know, this fits me perfectly because actually I am someone who fits more in that improvising scene where, of course, you do prepare, but I'm more of a yeah active practical go-getter person and not so much someone who prepares for everything and makes sure that everything I wanted to say is said in the exact same order so basically I was like this is it man like this is it so I found my passion for presenting I got to work on uh, developing this already um, and I knew how I could intertwine all this in the yeah the, the presenting industry I guess and I saw it was professional gig right it was sustainable I saw other people earning a lot of money with it so I was like this is it I embarked on a new professional journey and yes I decided to become an event moderator Um, and I went on with my video series on YouTube Um, I guess by the way that nobody ever saw those videos so do check them out if you want to see them just type in my my first last name and then something like becoming a presenter or presenter you'll probably find them a lot of effort put into it but you know well it's just practice and uh, good for me but um, yeah so I was just kind of exploring the field of event moderation and meanwhile I was still working at that startup uh, incubator Um, and I was hired by a corporate client as their project lead and also as a host for their five-day hackathon 
And I was put on this project by someone who worked with me closely before and knew that I wanted to work towards becoming that presenter because he saw those videos of mine on LinkedIn and he knew about my secret desiring, uh, desire of becoming a, an event moderator. So he actually kind of persuaded me to take on this project because at the end of this hackathon, there was this really cool thing called a demo day where all the startups get to present their ideas in like a pitch. And you can guess who got to present it. So yeah, of course, I took it on with both my hands because, you know, beyond the fact that I could just be presenting again, I could practice my my skills and everything that I had learned through making those video series, through doing that course. Um, and I also knew there was going to be a photographer and a video guy walking around uh, for the professional uh, stuff and material to use uh, afterwards. So I basically got super resourceful and I tried to squeeze everything out of that experience. Um, yeah, so I had a lovely demo day and it looked amazing and it went super well. And um, yeah, I got ho- hooked on presenting. Uh, of course, I already had that like in my mind to to pursue this more right after this project but I also received many compliments at night and that confirmed me even more that this was the path that I wanted to pursue so um, yeah being the go-getter that I am uh, repeating that I launched my moderation website and I started reaching out to events you know bigger and smaller ones so my niche was techs, uh, tech uh, startups diversity that kind of stuff and nine out of 10 events that I hosted uh, were English spoken. Um, and ever since I had the opportunity to moderate some really cool events like TEDx, Amsterdam Women's Startup Events, uh, Emers Innovation Summit, um, Conference by a Startup Incubator, uh, Groningen University, EBF Conference and all that stuff. So yeah, you could say that my passion really turned out to be much more than a hobby and it was a true professional gig. Now, this is my story on how I went from finally seeing the trigger of me actually loving to present um, to uncovering actually that I was doing it a while and that I was developing myself in it, but I didn't really see it as a focus point. I didn't see it as a big major thing that I was working on until it got uncovered and I actually took action on it and from there just decided to go and not think it through too much. Um, This might not be your style, but I would love to share my tips with you and maybe you can tweak it in a way that suits you and how you want to do it. And uh, maybe you already know what your passion is or kind of understand it, which field or or path you want to look into. But um, um, this is what worked for me. And um, yeah, maybe it will help you too. So here are my tips on finding your passion. Um, First of all, start exploring, make it a passion project, right? So first, just jot down all the things that you really like to do. So things you like now, things that you liked in the past, kind of like categorize that into like five years. So let's say that you're 30 now, look at 30 to 25 and so on and so on. Um, look at things that make you smile moments when people said things like oh you're a natural at that and um, also the things that gave you energy even when you felt really tired Um, and yeah give this process some time because surely you will find out that there is one more than one thing actually that you can call a potential passion 
Um, and that's also what I found out. But this one is, was so apparent that I wanted to pursue it. Um, I would advise you to go after each of them, like a top three or so, and just kind of see how it feels when you're, you know, researching it or acting on it or working on it. Just see how it feels. And um, yeah, just, you know, pick up your old hobbies again. See if it clicks. If you like drawing a few years ago, then just see if that makes you happy you know and don't forget to talk to your parents or friends from your childhood to kind of rediscover what you like to do and kind of yeah unleash things that you knew were there but kind of forgotten about um my second tip is immerse yourself right so take action right away and keep that momentum so go read those books watch those shows and videos find thought leaders or experts in the field um, and if we're, we're talking about an activity such as writing, then, you know, sign up for a writing course right away. Like don't think it through too much because understand why you want to pursue this passion while doing it. Right. So to go back to my story, I didn't quite know that presenting was going to be my passion or professional gig, but I did know that I, I was kind of drawn to it and that, that just mean something so I would just say like go for it don't see it as a big thing or like don't give up your job right away but just start exploring from moment one and just feel how it feels and if you feel at some point you know, after a few days of doing it or working on it or exploring it and you're like I don't feel it then you don't feel it and just go ahead and do something else um yeah and then my third tip to you would be find mentors right that can bring you ahead so people that are like already ahead of you, people that are near you, um, I would certainly advise to make a list of like, I would say nine people and then do this. Have three people that are near you. So kind of like people you can reach out to on LinkedIn, let's say. You might not know them personally, but you can reach out. Then find three people that are further away in your network, like um, through a friend or a vague contact, just kind of harder to reach, but still interesting to do so. And then have three people on the list that are kind of gurus, right? So people that are not easily reached, but that you look up to for certain things that they do or say or work on. For instance, like Tony Robbins, Michelle Obama, Warren Buffett, that kind of people. Um, just start with those three people close to you, right? So just ask them to share their knowledge and their expertise. And if it wasn't Corona right now, like if it wasn't going on, I would have advised you like go pay for their coffee, lunch or drink, you know, and just say, I, I just want one hour of your time. I'll pay for whatever you want to have. But right now it's kind of hard. So given the current uh, homebound situation, I would say make it a virtual meetup and just ask at the end, you know, what can I do for you? Um, this is really good to keep in mind. You have no idea how much people are willing to help you, right? People like sharing their experiences, um, especially those people that see the potential in you, see the potential of your, your enthusiasm, your energy and the way you want to grow. So don't underestimate that people want to give their time. Don't be shy and show your guts and be humble, of course, when they do give their time. Um, but it works. I've done this uh, dozens of times and it's amazing. Um, and, and, and just have this in the back of your head. Just imagine this, that only 
yeah, putting in that effort of writing that message or only paying for that, you know, that food or drink, it's nothing compared to the expert knowledge and connection that you just received. And you have no idea what might happen after that conversation of an hour, right? It might be that someone can refer you to someone else or that they're like three months later, they're like, hey, I'm checking back in. I just talked to someone and I need exactly what you do. Would you be interested? So don't underestimate what it can bring you except for just that moment of advice. Then... Uh, my fourth tip would be record your journey, right? So see your progress and support others by doing so. So as I mentioned, I started recording my progress as a presenter on camera, but um, I understand that's not logical for every potential passion. So how about this, right? So if you know that you love drawing and painting and you want to explore it more, then why don't you share your artwork on Instagram, right? Or what about if you want to write a book um, that you just share your first chapter on a blog um, or uh, finally make a podcast episode about everything you learned about financial education up to now. You don't have to be an expert to record that. Um, why you need to record beyond the fact that it's just good to be out there and actually pushing yourself to take action. It's because you will learn more because you need to deliver. I kind of push myself to um, publish a video, I think once per two weeks. So you'll be forced to work on it. Uh, you'll be forced to develop yourself and get better every time. Uh, and you'll inspire others around you to, um, yeah, to follow their dreams or work on a similar passion. Um, and I have to tell you, because because I recorded my videos, I started sharing them online, right? And people in my network saw them and they started thinking of me for presenting gigs. And this is actually what kickstarted me for my professional uh, moderation life. People saw my videos. So never underestimate what a network can do for you. Then my, my fifth and last tip is um, take yourself seriously, right? And forget about others' opinions because there might be some limiting beliefs or worries for you at this point. Like, okay, passion, you know, people will laugh at me if they knew what I like and I don't have the time and what will people think of me? Um, here is what, yeah, my two cents on doing what you love and taking yourself seriously. Um, my opinion is that 99% of the people who think or say things like this, like, um, I don't know why you want to do this, why you want to pursue this, it's because they aren't showing themselves at all or not even enough. And, um, you know, it's in your head that you think that other people think that. Cut that crap, I would say. And um, it's just a, a reflection of your own fear of failure. Um, if I thought about this in this way back then, like, oh, what would people think if I just turned into being a presenter, then I would never have turn my passion into a professional offering. Um, but yeah, yeah, because this is how I got my projects and how people recommended me. Um, and don't, don't be shy in posting a lot online. Not every connection sees all your posts and updates. People need that reminder. So yeah, show your worth. Be proud of what you're accomplishing and growing towards, I would say. Um, your second worry might be like, oh yeah, but I'm not good enough at it yet. I can't share this. I need to get better first. Please don't do that either. Um, you are your worst critic. Um, and yeah, just to trigger you on this one, like, do you think that Van Gogh's first painting was the best one he ever made? And 
Secondly, do you know how Amy Winehouse, for instance, started her singing career? Well, to answer, because I know we're not in a real one-on-one conversation, um, Amy Winehouse was like, I don't know, 14, 15 or so. And she just started singing in local pubs when nobody was listening and just being drunk on a Sunday night. So now you know. Anyway, um, practice makes perfect. Just go from that first draft, that first exposed product, make it a a version that you can work on, that you can improve. Don't underestimate what you already can do, how cool it already is. And you always are your worst critic. People love seeing how you develop yourself and grow. So enjoy the process. I think that's it. Um, Yeah, this was my story on finding my passion for presenting. Um, As I mentioned, I have multiple passions, but I just wanted to share this really specific one as it has a very clear storyline to it. Um, I hope it was useful for you, at least inspirational, to to see how you can turn a passion into a real gig as a professional skill set. It is amazing because, as you might know and probably do because you're listening to the Grocery Podcast, I am no longer an event moderator because, hey, guess what? It's Corona. But... Apart from that, I, um, I get to present almost daily um, with our grocery platform. We have a community, we have a podcast, we um, shoot a lot of videos, we do video courses, we have coaching calls. All of them are uh, one way or the other kind of like a presenting gig to me. So I get to practice my passion basically every day. And I, I truly wish the same for you, that you... Yeah, take the time to actually dive into your youth and see what worked for you and be honest with yourself if you enjoy something, if it lights you up and yeah, just do something about it, you know? You have nothing to lose. If it turns out to be nothing, then you just quit. But it might be just that one thing that you wanted to have, that you needed to have to spark um, interest in, um, in a field that you want to develop in. All right, I hope this was useful and um, let me know on Instagram what you thought of it. I'd love to hear your comments and uh, feel free to share what your yeah, potential passion is or if you already know what it is. I'm very curious, of course. All right, um, yeah, I would say last thing that I wanted to mention is, uh, as you might have seen, we are uh, hosting uh, a new international career program. Uh, We are launching it very soon. Um, There's so much more information about what we're going to do on our website, growtribute.com. If you want to discover what career suits you and you feel that you don't quite know how to put passion, purpose, your values, your environments together as like a professional compass, then do check out our upcoming webinar on the 18th of February. Uh, in which we will actually discuss all these topics and make sure that you understand how you can actually put this together and create a meaningful, fulfilling career that excites you to the bone. All right, Uh, go to our website for more information and otherwise talk to you in the next podcast episode. We hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Before you go, we'd like to give you something valuable. It isn't easy to find work that suits you 100%, right? Leonard and I have both felt so lost and had to find tools to create a career that we love. And to help you skip the detours and get to where you want to be fast, we put our 23 biggest secrets in a short guide. And of course, we're offering it for free.
This guide helps you to adopt powerful beliefs and thoughts about work, find the unique role that's built around you, learn how to create a career that has it all, and take the first steps to a life full of flow, meaning, and passion. So just head over to www.growtribute.com guide. So growtribute.com guide to receive our success guide for a career on your terms.